0: Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week, we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever, interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hello and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. We are here to radiate light today with Wendy Garrett. Um, Wendy is an author uh, and a medium and a channel. Mm Yeah, channel. Yeah, Yeah. and an energy worker. Um, So, Wendy first started receiving messages from a nightlight, like a common nightlight in her house. and When was that? Like na- the 90s? 19, December 1997. Wow, December 1997. Yeah. So started receiving messages through a nightlight that was blinking in her home. And I'm sure that if you have any type of light or electronics in your house that's one of the first signs that you might have some sort of energy or entity that is trying to communicate because they can manipulate energy so easily that, um, you know, that's a, a, often a really common way for them to try to communicate with us. So anyway, welcome, Wendy. Thank, Thank you. you so much for being here. Thank you. Now, you brought a copy of your book, and I have a copy of it at home. Yeah. And so share the title again.
1: It's Talking to Nightlights. Uh, talking Channeling, to Nightlights. Yeah, Channeling Energy and Awakening for Spiritual Insight. What happened was I wasn't... Um, really, clued in that the nightlight was going to go anything beyond blinking. It just didn't stop blinking and, and interacting, and it wasn't supposed to be doing any of that. The first time it started was with the nightlight that was supposed to be on only if it was dark. Then the nightlight comes on. Right, a light sensitive. Um, right, right. Well, it didn't. It was on when it was supposed to be off. Mm. And so then I noticed that it would be on uh, um, just intermittently in different parts of the house. I had different nightlights. And I thought, okay, there's something going on. And at that point, I decided to try and figure out how to communicate, how to connect. I didn't know how to channel. I didn't. I didn't okay. know any of that. So, okay, <laughs> wait, wait, wait.
0: So, how did you figure out that it was trying to communicate rather than there is a short in my electrical system?
1: Um, well, for one thing, because it's an automatic. Light um, mm-hmm. and because it was doing it in different rooms, it wasn't a short and it was a brand new. the, the all of the lighting had just been we were rehabbing a house and okay. everything had just been coated, it was all brand new, right? So there weren't any problems, and so I knew that automatically. Um, so that was helpful knowing that everything was full, full function. Mm-hmm. And with that, though, then I just be the intuition was there, and I had other experiences with. Ghosts and things like that. Um, so I I knew well there's there's something happening and I need to figure out how to connect the dots. And part of that was learning to channel. And so I had spirit guides who who helped me. And my mom we did a, a dowsing session to get an idea of is this something that that I can work with and is this something that would be helpful. And I got all those um, green lights. And so I started trying to and the guides help me to adjust and i sat down at the keyboard and then s- just started doing automatic writing and at first i would right. try and connect the type or correct the typos and it was like stop it go back and fix it later stop it because every time i would try to think it then it would stop the flow so i had to just give it up and let it flow and see what it was you know, see what would come out, and so I would just, you know, be on, and it would write, and uh, then I would stop and go, oh my gosh, it makes sense. Wow, I know, that's interesting, because I do this as well, the automatic Mm -hmm. writing and the channeling,
0: and it is amazing when it just starts flowing, you know, that's not me, that's Mm -hmm. not
1: coming from me,
0: Yeah. and what type of messages were they giving you?
1: Oh, everything from past life reincarnation to trans uh, migration of soul, to um, you know what, what happens when we cross and where we go from there, and um, also wow. some future stuff. I got some stuff about uh, quantum, quantum physics and um, mm-hmm. archaeology, and mm-hmm. uh, just uh, little tidbits, and some of it, um, like the Einstein-Bose condensate, which is a big science math thing. Um, I wrote a little bit of things that, that were in that regard, and then one about King Tut, that he was poisoned, and they found these are things they found out, you know, 15, 20 years, you know, after, after they were written about. So something started yeah. k- kicking in at ten years and fifteen, and, and so it's been uh, just an, an amazing thing to see these things come to fruition. Just knowing wow. that when I wrote about them, I had no clue what I was doing. No, you had. i was just listening. Yeah,
0: right. And so, how do you receive? I know I receive mostly claircognizant. Um, but also, there's clairvoyance sometimes and clairaudient and clairsentient. But my primary thing is the claircognizance, just the, the information just pops into my head.
1: How do you feel like you receive? It's all across the board. Right. Because I work in dreams, and so, so sometimes there will be a symbol in a dream or a mm-hmm. communication in a dream. And that will come to me. Or if, if I have somebody I need to work with, I said, let me sleep on it because I need to take a dream. Um, and the guys a long time ago said, you'll work like Edgar Casey, And they, I had um, like mm-hmm. an, an image of him sitting at a, at a checkerboard table that they showed me. And then later on, I actually saw a picture of that. Image, I thought, wow, okay, that is Edgar Casey. So he had
0: a checkered board table in his
1: home that he worked with. Of course, I have no. Idea. I it was just an image of a picture, like you know, a little three by five picture of yeah. him, and I'm, and that was the image I had been given. And so then when it matched up, it's like, okay, that is Edgar Casey. I wasn't mm-hmm. sure exactly mm-hmm. who it was.
0: Now, for those of you who might not know who that is, Edgar Casey was known as the Sleeping Prophet. I think he was doing his work in the twenties, maybe the thirties, early in the nineteen hundreds. And he was literally unconscious, and he was an unconscious channel. And there have been many, many books of his channelings. Right. So just right. to be to know that you're going
1: to do the same work as Edgar Casey, that's pretty amazing. Well, I didn't have um, a template for how or what I was going to do. So they were exactly. giving me images of things to... Sounds like, feels like, looks like, might be like. Clues. <laughs> <But, laughs> They're yes. dropping you breadcrumbs. Yeah. And so, yes. And that's um, that, that's what I've been working on, breadcrumbs um, to the stars. And so anyway, <laughs> is the. Wait. Yeah. You're
0: working on a book uh-huh, yeah. Breadcrumbs
1: to the Stars? Yeah. See, yeah. you can't make this stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah it's it's, I've, it's been part of the name of the journal for the past three or maybe five years now. Anyway. Yeah. Um, well, because there's a lot that's happened. It's been 20 years since I wrote this. This was just the very, very tip, the beginning, and oh, yeah. um, the, the the things that happened immediately after because I had to elevate my energy to be able to increase the frequency, the vibration, to up it, to, for one thing, carry, carry that light, carry that uh, charge, and be able to connect at that level. So that right. immediately happened. Um, one of the things was I was guided to go to uh, a shaman, and I went with a friend because I wasn't sure I wanted to be grounded. I wanted to make sure if, I, if anything happened that I had somebody that was there to hold the space. Mm-hmm. And so so even though I didn't know things, I had an, an intuitive sense of what, what needed to happen. Right. And uh, so when I went there, <clears throat> the session wasn't going fast enough for the guides. <laughs> and so they kind of tweaked it very quickly and um, shot me out of my body. So I'm up out and... Um, my girlfriend said at one point when she looked over, she knew that I left, and she wanted to put her hand on my, you know, just call me back. She was right. She was kind of, and he was saying, "No, don't, <laughs> don't." And so um, at that point, the the memory of how that felt was there was a, it was just black. Everything was a void. And so usually mm. when you're out of your body, you know, I've been out of body, dentist appointment when I was 14, um, watched the dentist over the shoulder and all the uh, blood. It was great. Uh, well, <laughs> It's like wow. So yeah. I well, I didn't know until afterwards. I'm like, oh, that was a different perspective. I'm telling my mom, and saying, and realizing, I was out watching that because I wouldn't have known. So anyway, so I had that, but this was a, a way of going into a deeper sense of awareness. Wow. That had everything here is basically a fiction. At that point, that's what I knew. Everything here was a, a creation, and right. um, so the only thing I could see was this little circle. About About that size, so that's how far d- removed I was from that, and knowing that everything around was a void, except with this little circle of beautiful little colors mm-hmm. in that that circle, that energy circle, and so I knew that my girlfriend wasn't there, the uh, guide wasn't there the uh, shaman. And I, yeah, the shaman wasn't there, mm-hmm. and it was all a beautiful way of being and at that point I got um, a lot of information, of past life information about my mom, uh, the seven blocks I'm working on during this arc- incarnation um, a reminder I had had a, one one point I had a, re- uh, a realistic dream where I was reconnecting with my, my, um, my guardian my angel group and it's like the circle of one from which we all come from and I was in the circle, I had my angel book in my hand, my guide book and I was like wow Yes, I'm taking this with me. I've got all my stuff. I know it by heart. this uh, Why the how could I have forgotten this? It's so obvious. I know. I was thrilled. I had it in my hands. And then I'm coming back, and I'm going through this dense kind of cloud layer. And I realize the book won't come with me. Because it's physical. I was so thrilled that I had it. And then I'm so distraught because I can't bring it back, and I know I won't be able to remember all that, and sure enough, so. Well, I
0: know things happen how they need to happen, you know. Well,
1: it was part of it, though, is that's what we do, and we go back and we reconnect. So in that moment, that memory that I have of that, they're still there. Mm-hmm. It's just, it isn't overt because it isn't necessary. It's like, um, if you take a test and you have all the answers first, that doesn't count. It doesn't right. count. Nothing you know. here. So exactly. you won't get what you need until after you've completed the lesson. So it steps along the way. I will reconnect, and I'll have, um, like one time, I'm playing the piano. It's just beautiful. I know I've passed a test, Um, winning a race, and knowing I have exceeded whatever expectation I had for for myself in that race. Okay, I passed another test. Those are little checkpoints along the way that remind me that whatever I had set for myself, that goal has been um, has been accomplished. So. Those things I work with on multiple levels, knowing that there are, um, we're always touching base, we're always checking in. Right. But it was that, that euphoria of being in the circle and knowing this was my group and I had everything mapped out, everything that I was supposed to do, and I knew it. And so, right. I, knowing that I knew it and coming back, unfortunately, leaving the little angel book there, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I thought, okay. In one way or the other, I am connected, and so there's nothing to con- be concerned about because I've got it all mapped out. It right. doesn't mean I have to prove anything or do anything to to refresh that. It means it's done mm-hmm. and so that and was the way of yeah take on the next thing yeah, that was the way yeah. of going back and saying right place, right time, everything's in you know as it needs to be right and there's um, with the channeling and all learning all of that. Mm-hmm. Being outside and having that sheminic, uh, the shamanic experience where they threw me out—it <laughs> was just a quick way to get from point A to point B. You mean throw you out of your body? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Just
0: yeah. You can't do this yeah. here. You need to do it up here the with us. View. The overview. Right. View.
1: Yeah. It was it come was play a, with us. Your body will be fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, to show it. me, to show me that the body was just a vehicle. It's it's a you know. I call it a meat suit. Yeah. yeah it's uh, a meat uh, suit that we lug around. It's a uh, um, a transportation vehicle.
0: Yeah, it is, just like a car, yeah. right? And so, um, you know, the guides that everybody works with, and we all do have guides, and, I mean, just they can be assigned to us from birth. We can call them in. They can come in as we need them, et cetera, et cetera. But we all have these angelic, spiritual uh, non-physical helpers and friends mm-hmm. that work with us. And they don't all have names. They don't all have a vibration that we can refer to them as. Right. So have they
1: told you how to refer to them? At one point, I went through and I had names. There were eight eight beings that worked with me. And so um, primarily, one was um, Joseph because he worked with writing. Another mm-hmm. one, Sophia, was a feminine energy. Um, mm-hmm. They gave me names in terms of a guide. And then... Uh, as Joseph, when my father died, mm-hmm. Joseph then segwayed because he was more of a, of a father guide. That was an interesting, an interesting departure. Yeah, and, um, imagine a lot of, a lot of metaphysical things happened with that transition, and then a new guide came in. The guide, uh, the one I work with now, his name is Ian. But the ones who are with the, the channelling, it's multiple. It isn't. It isn't. It isn't a one off. It's a. It's mm-hmm.
0: a. A collective voice. Yes, like Abraham yes. or Theo. Right. These are collective voices. I have um, um, a trio. I work with. They just call themselves the Angels of Peace. Mm-hmm. So they will often speak as one voice, and that is very common. And they speak with you. They work with you through this automatic writing. Mm-hmm. And do they work with you in any other ways?
1: Um it's not uh, the channeling when I do it and when I work with Mm -hmm. this other group they would refer to themselves as the messengers of light the energy is a unique entity and so it's more or less and the energy being one of your guides that you refer to no well group no okay I know it's in your book the energy is what came through with the night light and it's a non-corporeal being I had to look it up I had to these again this is 20 years ago. So yeah. with this happening, and it's shifting everything in my in my whole life, my awareness, all of a sudden I'm being pulled into a, a world that now a lot of people talk about. It's just like old hat. Oh, yeah, we know these words. Well, 20 years ago, it wasn't quite so fresh, and everybody's talking about it. It was, as a matter of fact... When you were saying you were channeling, people were like, "Okay, there's like four channels, right? ABC, NBC, um, UH, Uh you know, all these different channels, right? So, well, now there's hundreds (laughs) all over the world, and everybody channels. Um, But back then, it was foreign, and so I had to figure out what does that mean, and how do I, how do I hold this space? And then the medium stuff came in. When you know, I I said I don't want to deal with dead people. I just really, and they said, (laughs) so I can hear them laughing. And these are the guides, the guide group, the laughing because they're helping me with this energy entity who is um, not really attached to anybody specifically, just kind of more or or less uh, a traveler. Mm-hmm. And so, um, But still present and still mm-hmm. accompanying me because the night light still does its thing and it's been doing it for 20 years. 20 oh, it's
0: still something. doing the thing. Oh, yeah. oh,
1: no. You I'd know, I came
0: in today fully expecting the lights to go kind of wonky today.
1: <laughs> just because I knew you were coming. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. Um, for some people that actually has happened. I had a friend who uh, worked in a place that was also haunted. And, and he would have, um, when he needed to call me, he would have something that would happen. And his light, you know, if I was coming, the light would flicker on and off to let him know I was on the way. Wow. But he was also, uh, part of, Part of his thing was he was transitioning, so it was there was more activity around him and more assistance mm-hmm. to help him with some of those things. Um, and, you know, not only that, sometimes just being exposed to somebody else who does their reality a different way helps you open a window into having that kind of contact. Right. Uh, and that's part of what we are learning is that, you you really have a lot more available in terms of expanding your awareness just by being exposed to certain ideas and when right. those happen then then you have abilities you didn't know they're latent and not until you mm-hmm. have a need or an awareness can mm-hmm. you do you access them um and that's true of
0: most anything i mean you have to have an awareness of the thing before it can manifest in your life yeah. you know i tell my sunday school kids all the time our thoughts are very powerful they create what we see around us you know, uh, uh, the sofa did not exist until somebody had an idea to create it, right. and so that's a very simple way to look at it. But when we are even open to the possibility, then that possibility can manifest in right. our life, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, so, they, how did you notice your life changing like post nightlight?
1: Um, well, because they gave me, I had visions. I had, I had, um, like I was guided to go to a church in in. Um, which I, I learned, okay, I'll, I'll listen to this this prompt. So I was guided to go to a church that I'd never been to in um, New Mexico in Taos. And i okay, mm. I, I told my mom, we're going to go to this church. I don't know what's there, but I'm supposed to I'm supposed to go there. And so we get to the church, and the day that um, I drive in the, the play, I see a sign, and I drive in, and I'm looking at this big Adobe building and thinking, well, it's a parking lot. I'm like, I don't know. What we're doing, we'll come back tomorrow. It's raining, pouring rain, and that's a blessing. Uh, so when it does that, not for me, the, the, certain, the, the things that were going on. Um, so and then we ended up staying at a, um, a local place that has also haunted the energies everywhere. So oh, yeah. Um, the next morning, I told her we can't go before 10. Okay. Intuitively, can't right. go before 10. That's what the guides are saying. So at 10 we go, and the, the church, uh, we go around the parking lot to the other side, and then you can see the whole front. It's the this, this, the beautiful classic. Um, this this was kind a, of a Mexican. It, it was aesthetic. Saint Francis of Assisi Church. Oh, beautiful! And so the front. What happened is at that point the doors are closed. There is a funeral, oh,
0: okay. and so
1: I'm thinking, okay, I was guided to be here, so in respect, just you know, just just to stay here and wait. And at the same time, though, I was taking pictures, so I took a picture of the the beautiful door. And um, so I'm, you know, I. Because this is, a, for me, it's an amazing thing to be called here. And um, I'm not Catholic, so, <laughs> so right. there's a reason like, for this, St. Francis. And, really, guys? And going, really? yeah. Okay. And, um, but no, I, I'm just like, okay, I'm here. Mm. And um, that, what happened was when it opened and they came out from that, moment forward the doors was they were never shut because they. this is the time of year they redo the adobe and so they're repairing mm. the church and making all that happen and in this particular area there's this uh, picture, a painting of Jesus and the painting is something that when the artist created it he got rid of it quickly because it, it was something he couldn't understand uh, it has phosphorescent elements in the paint they didn't have it at that time so they don't know why there's no explanation for why it was for why it blows why all of a sudden in the picture you hear there's a cross there's a boat in the background there are things in that picture that when the lights are out you can see that are not illuminated when it's when the lights are on oh they keep it in a dark room so that it can be protected they don't want it to quit (laughs) right and they also don't know you know how to describe it so Mm -hmm. that that um it's safe but it was also for me to see that picture and have mm. that connection, um, and it's more with an angelic realm um, and with uh, the soul guardians who are here around us to mm-hmm. see that these things are called miracles, and they're part of our life every day. Yes. And so when I go there, I I have experiences where that picture—I've been there three times—becomes a 3D element. And um, really, yes, it wow. comes out. It comes yeah. out and talks. Um, oh, and it talks to you. Yes. What yeah. is it said? Um, the most important one was that the the cross, had, the message had been misre- me- misrepresented. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is, instead of carrying the cross like a burden, he's putting the cross in front of him. I am the way, the truth, and the light. I'm. I am. You know. I am the messenger. The messenger of I am is. One is peace, is love, and instead it's been used as a tool of burden, as a tool of right. of, of basically torture and mm-hmm. all sorts of nasty things. And he was that was never his message. Instead, they've made a message of his death and crucifixion as that's that's it, and it's completely backwards. Mm-hmm. The message is not his death and crucifixion. The, the the message is what he said and what he believed, and the, you know the truth, the way, and the light. And so with that, it should have been in front of him rather, but the. People see what they need to see. If right. this, what happened was he came out and that, and he turned around and said, turn the message around from from death to rebirth, Oh, how beautiful. from death to everlasting life. So bring it back and turn it around. Because yeah, the, message the message is not the death. The, no. the message is the everlasting life and the faith. The, the, method, the message is there is no death. You may mm-hmm. transcend. You don't have to have the physical body to be alive. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the messages they gave me. When I came back, they also told me, okay, yeah, we sent you to the church. So I said, what was... We, did what I was miss the point? anything? Yeah. Right. Well, did I miss something? They said, "Okay, you, you got a picture of the church, and what did you do?" Well, the only way I could take mm. a picture to get that full door in the way that I wanted it was to get was to get on my knees and kneel. <sighs> oh my god! <laughs> so they got me to go to the church, get on my knees, and take a picture. Of the door, and the doorway to life, the doorway to everlasting life. It doesn't mean that it's about any religion. It's about believing in spirit and going beyond that to the next plane of awareness. And it's also St. Francis of Assisi, which is the animals are included. Nature is included. It isn't just one-dimensional. It's this whole everything that is around us that we Mm. are creating and manifesting on multiple planes. Well, why do do you
0: feel it was that particular church? I'm sure there are
1: St. Francis of Assisi churches Literally all over the United States. I believe the Native American element is huge. It's, it's a part of that process because they were connected yeah. to the land, and the land is represented there, and every year they redo the church. So it's got an infusion of, of love and energy of every year. Earth, every, every earth, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Hi, this is Christy. I just want to say that we here at Radiate Wellness hope you're enjoying this podcast. It's free to you, and we hope that you find it informative and inspirational. Heck, even fun. We have just three small asks of you to help us radiate growth. First, please hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on. That way you'll receive a notification every time that we have a new podcast episode out. Next, please give us a thumbs up, a like, or a five-star review. If you're feeling inspired, a positive review wouldn't hurt. These two small things will help others find us when they're searching for great podcasts. Finally, please tell your friends about the radiate wellness podcast better yet show them how to find us and how to subscribe if everyone did that we would double our audience thanks a lot we really appreciate it now you had quite a profound native american experience when you did QHHT with me oh yeah (laughs) yeah that is a huge part of your consciousness Mm -hmm. right that this This yeah. um, connection with the Native American culture and the areas, um, and well.
1: part of that, I think, is just an overlay because that's when I have the guides and the person who was my the shaman. You know, the Native American element is there, and I mm-hmm. have a past. I have past-like memories of a oh, certain sure. road, a certain area. I've gone there and looked and said, mm-hmm. "Yep, that's it." Mm-hmm. Um, right in in this part of Kansas where I happen to be from, right. Many lifetimes. Um, so with that, it's a reminder that that we have different ways of utilizing our space our Mm -hmm. energy land and um, remembering that some sometimes it's the simplest way that has the most benefit Mm -hmm. and so not to get removed from that uh, that's that's a core element that always comes back is that uh, to remember how important our connection to land is and to animals and plants and so I also have those those connections and and plant spirits and you know and and things like that, that I didn't really necessarily get into or or know or um, understand until I started hearing different things and seeing. Um, mm-hmm. At one point, I'm out in the yard and pulling weeds, and I hear these little voices that sound like, you know, like a helium. Right, right. Like somebody's Yay. on helium. Um, Mother, bring the rain that we might drink. Mother, bring the rain that we might. And there, there were clouds just rolling, just a little, a little to the north, and they started moving over, and there were some sprinkles, and then the clouds moved on. And I thought it was so beautiful to me because all they needed were the sprinkles. Yeah. And so the sprinkles, and then and the saying, and calling it, we do that too. We don't know it, but we do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just reading; it was so funny. A woman who had. Uh, Seattle had an uh, unexpected unanticipated weeks up to the to the her wedding sunny in 75 sunny in 75 the week of the wedding rain and the day of the wedding blizzard
0: oh, and she had know. everything
1: planned most of it outdoors and I've done this I know how this works so I um, <laughs> she had it all planned outdoors and she had said to a few friends she said well I'd like to have a winter wedding <gasps> And so she said, well, nature, Mother Nature cooperated and heard me. So the pictures are fantastic. I did that with a wedding when I was married. The first time I was married, Mm and nine weeks ahead, and I had people saying, you can't plan it. It's been raining, raining, raining. It rained every weekend, like eight weekends. On my weekend, the sun came out, and it was lush and beautiful. But those are the kinds of things that we're able to do because we have a set point of, and I didn't demand it. I didn't call it. Mm -hmm. I just knew this is how it was going to work. And anybody who said it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't re- register because that, that wasn't my plan. That wasn't what I had um, on, my, on my plate. So these kinds of things, in some ways, we're able to do without knowing when we don't demand or beg or, sit, well, right. or, or set it in cement. Because right. not only when you are worrying or working around somebody else's block, you're manifesting as you work around their block. To work around their block, you have to see the block. Mm. And so, with mine, there was no block it didn 't exist, so it was completely free form and which allowed everything to fill the space the way I needed it to so i um, at one point, I was thinking about you know teaching something, and I had a name for it and it, it had to do with with dreaming and um, because when I do things, I see it on the night plane and it comes into the day plane and if i don 't like what 's in the day plane, I go back to the night plane and work again mm-hmm. see what am i what am I missing what where's where 's the obstacle where 's the where is what I need to work through? Where are the rough edges? Where am I holding space for something I don't need? That's all stuff I learned through the guides and working with the night light and working with that energy. And um, one of the things too is that um, I didn't expect ET experiences. And when they told me, mm-hmm. yeah, when they told oh, yeah. me, I was they were saying I wanted to give it a name and say, don't be so quick to name us. Wait. Do not name this because yeah, you label in a it. Box. Yeah, you label it and you limit. And so I, I really never have specifically named messengers of light. That's kind of anonymous. Um, right. I don't call them angels. I don't call them spirits or ghosts. Um, an entity, I might say, an entity. Or, but mostly it was the energy to allow it to be free flow, a non corporeal being mm-hmm. and essence. So that was important. Mm-hmm. So when I got, and I even wrote in here. As I was doing writing at the beginning, um, um, it would say, "No, no door opens that you are not prepared to enter. Fear will halt your step; trust will carry you forward." Okay, mm. so that's at the time I wrote it in uh, 2000. I think 13 was it. Um, my, the guys were working with me, and they said, "You need to work on your fear." Now I had some really intense things with fear. I've always been either given, like one time I was given a prompt where it said, "Run," and I ran. Um, Given another. Now p-
0: run as in like in Stranger Things. Get the things. heck out.
1: Okay. Yeah. Get the heck out. Okay. My girlfriend and I were swimming in an isolated area. Swim, this is where I grew up, so I know it like the back of my hand. These guys come rolling down in the truck, on a crossing the water where we're swimming. It crosses over to a, another pasture. And they seemed real nice. We're probably, I think I'm about 16, 17, mm. and I think they're about early 20s. And they're looking for my uncle. And so she's there with me and we're um, we're by a boat that's by a tree and um, bank up out and, and away and they're they're gonna go look for the uncle and I, and I didn't think anything of it and I heard a voice say run and I'm like so I really? tell her yeah. run oh no you don't <laughs> no there's no really there's no when you get that message the message you cannot you that was you can't do anything else no. You, right. you don't think, you don't stop, you don't question, you don't argue. Mm-hmm. The minute you get that message, you have, there's no time. Right. There's no time. So, so with that, it was that thing of immediate movement, and she's looking at me, and she's doing that. What are you doing? And I'm like, follow. And so we leave, and of course this is the classic horror story moment where she's doing a <coughs> cough, and I'm ready to strangle her because, this is serious. Mm-hmm. They come back within a couple of minutes, and they grow, there's a grove where these about eight houses. It's a, it's a summer cottage area. Mm-hmm. It's vacant. They're um, off-season. So I see, we see the truck come up and slowly go all around this little place looking for us oh. while we're hiding. Oh. So that message was basically a life-saving message to redirect us to another way, and she said, How do you know? How did you know? And I said, I heard them tell me to run. Mm-hmm. And we didn't talk about it again, but that part was, um, the, th- even when she coughed, the, the noise of the gravel mm-hmm. under the truck and their truck engine would have muffled it. But it was my sense of... <sighs> this is serious. We've got to yeah. get the heck out right, of here. Right, so, right. So with that, but the other one was uh, um, had to do with the fear, and uh, it, that was, I thought I had, you know, these other things have happened where I'm in situations that are that are possibly dangerous, and um, (laughs) very dangerous, and uh, so I've had that, and this time it was, we needed to work on that. Okay, I'm I'm good with that. Three o'clock in the morning, I hear this voice in the corner of the room, and my husband is asleep. The dogs don't make any noise. The voice says, Winnie. And it can't say, it can't say it. It can't enunciate it the way we do. It's kind of a mechanical went me and I thought and at that moment I felt fear all the way towed ahead and I realized oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh I can't stop it I can't stop Stop the fear fear. I can't and I thought that's what it was about so so I get that freeze which stops the transmission and um the deal was it was so close and that the The vibration close the vibration was so Mm -hmm. foreign Mm And it was right there from here to, you know, your chair that's beyond our little camera. And so probably 10 feet, 8 to 10 feet at the most. And so that's how close it was. I felt the vibration in my body, so I felt it as being, you know, near enough that it's foreign. So that automatic fight-or-flight response kicked in, and that's what froze. And so the guides at that point, you know, that's end of, end of, Practice lesson one hundred and one, mm-hmm. and they they laugh and they, and they said, "We we told you you needed to deal with your fear." And I thought, what they were talking to mm-hmm. was a greater awareness of us as human and our species. We are conditioned yes. like rats mm-hmm. with hawks, shadow, run. Um, we are conditioned to have a fight or flight response with things that mm-hmm. are so far outside of our our knowing, our faith, our belief, whatever it is, our experience that we get the heck out or we stop everything or we go into hysterical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's deathing. That, not birthing or living. It's, it's, it's just, yeah, it, it puts us right well, into... Well,
0: how interesting that they tell you in one instance, run and have fear uh-huh. and you trust it and you get the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. But in the other instance, they startle you yeah. when you're asleep in your room yes. at three o'clock in the morning yes. with a mysterious disembodied voice
1: and then tell you don't have any fear. Right. That's interesting. How are you to know the difference? Well, and it, th- the thing is, this was in con. Um, it was the thing that was happening was the E.T.s, aliens, non-corporeal beings that are not for us a common occurrence. Right. And so, in order for us to deal with something that's far out of our range of mm-hmm. not knowing, we have to get over that initial fight or flight response to even have the awareness and have a communication so they were saying we don't want to frighten you and if you see us we will frighten you. So we're trying to give you an idea of why that would why that would make a difference. And I'm like, well I don't I'm not afraid. And they're like <laughs> I remember <laughs> Whitley Strieber.
0: Um, he had his story. Do you remember what communion? Communion. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So Whitley Strieber talked about his abduction experience and he had he was just terrified when he was with these yeah. aliens. And they said, what can we do to help you feel more comfortable? And he said, I want to smell you. Uh-huh. And so they uh-huh. let him smell them and that uh-huh. somehow calmed his fear. so it's you know this uh-huh. fear is hardwired into oh, us yeah. she, like you talked about prey animals mm-hmm. you know it's just a, it's a reflex it's,
1: yeah it's natural.
0: it is very natural yeah. well and it
1: keeps us safe. It's a
0: safety mechanism yeah absolutely you yeah. know fear of spiders, fear of snakes, fear of heights, all of these things keep us safe and so there so it sounds like these entities these energies are trying to recondition you yeah yeah
1: to not be afraid all of us. Right. Um, part of it too is like in terms of spiders. I got bitten by a brown recluse. Oh, right. I wasn't afraid of spiders. Um, I'm not afraid of spiders. But with this with this energy, it was also a shamanic thing of of heal yourself. And so mm. I immediately tried to figure out what do I need to do after I, I realized that this was a brown recluse bite and and uh, it was serious. One of the things that happened as I was working through it, um, I worked with young kittens who needed to be nursed to health, and right. so as I'm nursing them to health, I'm getting that energy through me. Um, I'm also, I had ordered a, a kit, a, 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 which is really funny. It got there within 24 hours without oh. even asking. Wow. Without uh, even asking. Awesome. It, just, it just appeared. It just manifested. Yeah, and it, it, it puts a toxin in your system that you really need to take out. Well, when I went to the c- conventional people, uh, first one told me it wasn't a brown recluse. The second one gave me a, um, a special... Type of medicine that would close it. You don't want to close it because the venom is in there and it's activated with the inner system and it um, does necrosis. Basically, it kills all the tissues as it's oh, eating. Yeah, and it's using horrible. Your food. Yeah, it hurts. Um, mm-hmm. But the information I got um, with a certain type, of drink apple juice that cut the pain within, th- within 30 minutes. Apple juice, not the apple cider? Apple juice. Apple juice, interesting. Yeah, usually okay. I would do apple cider. The sugar apparently had, has something to do with numbing the pain. So, so that um, there was some things I was given telepathically to do to deal with that, and then mm-hmm. later on a different, um, a different aspect for spider bites. But it, also, I had a vision, and in the vision which they gave to me, there's this spider the size of this room, mm-hmm. and this in the spider the size of this room, um, I have an egg about this size, mm-hmm. and so I g- about gave the size this, of a football. Yeah, I gave I gave the egg to the spider. And they said, why? I said, well, it isn't mine. I didn't, you know, and I don't want to harm it. It's it's yours, and I gave it back. It was really interesting because I did somebody, um, I interviewed somebody, oh, maybe in the last two or three years, who mm-hmm. said what you had w- represented the egg. I didn't even know that that's mm-hmm. how they put the poison in it, to, to create, to set for the babies and all that. They're laying eggs in you when they bite you? Basically,
0: hair? yeah. Oh, my God. That that would, be,
1: that would be part of it. And so Whoa, she okay. gave me a different, a different understanding of what that was about. But with my guides, that once they said, the basic, te- the basic what I get from the ETs, from the guardians, from my spirit guides, mm-hmm. there is one rule, one rule only. What's that? Do no harm. Mm-hmm. Because if you have that in your heart, if you have that in your essence, it manifests in your energy. And if that is at your core... Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you're not going to hurt somebody accidentally. It doesn't mean you're going right. to have not have trauma, you're not going to do things that are stupid and you were, you know, all that. But if at your core your intention is do no harm, then there is protection of a mm-hmm. higher a higher element because that is a it's just a way that that resonates all across the the spheres. Mm-hmm. So when I did that, I had no intent to I didn't Feel vindictive. I didn't feel frightened. I felt like this is not mine, mm. and this is yours. And it said you'll have no more trouble with spiders. But it was a lesson, Wonderful. and the lesson right. was healing. The lesson was working on multiple levels. And so it wasn't about being bitten by a spider. Mm-hmm. It was about having a, an education in how to work with other elements and entities, and not, you know, not taking it with you, leaving it. Okay, that's done. That's that's on. So you know, for for humans, we have all of these kind
0: of reflexes you know you've bitten by a brown rel- recluse okay get to emergency care um do take this medicine do this do that elevate your limb ice whatever the protocol is you know your our immediate response is do a protocol but once you start living with a spirit guided life and really paying attention to your guides yeah. you find out that no there's it's a lot more complex than that yeah. And we never see, my point I think being that once we start listening to our guides and the spirit-guided world and the non-physical, then we just, we see that everything that we've been
1: taught is an illusion. It's, it's here for us. It's it here for us. And like with that, the thing I had to do for a year, I did it. I practiced detox and got rid of sugar um, because the sugar fed it. So anytime I like if I had a soda or anything, that was going to feed it. so i mm-hmm. I did some things to make sure that that I kept my body more alkaline mm-hmm. instead of acidic. Mm-hmm. Huge difference because even a year later, I felt in that spot movement. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, they're known for what that what that does it's also known to tunnel. And so some mm-hmm. people when you have that bite, They'll put mm. a cortisone, so they'll put something around it to keep it from tunneling, and they will remove it. They will dig it out. It, it oh. will surgically remove that whole right. thing. I didn't do any of that because right. I knew that I just had to neutralize it. I had to stop it. Mm-hmm. And so to neutralize it, I had to boost my immune system. Right. And when my mom saw me during that time, she was like, I was death warmed over. And I, I did. It was it was like having a very, very severe case of the flu. Um, but, it, you know, your body's being, that little spot was going through it's um, trying to rebuild as it's being eaten Mm. and so so that but that part of it um, if you if you deal with your own mortality and know that everything here is a way for us to learn and, and to process and to progress working with the system not against it so the spider has a purpose the spider has a place and I had to figure out you know what was the message for me to get beyond this, and it was healing. It was self-healing, knowing that when I have an illness, then I will be guided to whatever I need to do, and usually it's basically about an immune... um, Immune response. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, deficiency. Right.
0: Right. And so that's
1: what I was looking at was to get my immune system back up so I could keep doing the so I could do the channel at a, at a better level, at a higher level and a, of mm-hmm. awareness. And when you said, you know, what what way does it come through? It, it comes through wherever I need it. If I need a smell, if I need an image, if I need mm-hmm. an impression, or if I need an overlay of some mm-hmm. kind, then I will get what I need. Um, wor- working through a house, I went into a space that it, you know, that was uh, had a haunting. There was residual enter- energy. I saw different uh, layers of beings on a certain floor mm-hmm. and went through. And when they told me later, that was where a family had lived and Um, They were basically the the caretakers and Mm -hmm. owners of that house. Other people were boarders, coming and going. And then there was another one who was the most recent deceased who had worked in this place and wanted to get a message to somebody else. And so she gave me the image. She always wore a scarf. And it was like, okay, so when I told somebody else, well, I see this person, she gave me the image of herself as she was younger. And she had been a student there. She died um, later, cancer. Uh, older, and um, but the scarf was significant because she always wore a scarf. Mm-hmm. So the people who needed to know that were able to connect the dots. In the meantime, lifting the energy of the space, when they went back into it, they said all the dark elements that had mm-hmm. been there were gone. They wanted to go. They were ready to go. And mm-hmm. so they just needed a way out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, in that part of it, um, all this stuff happened more or less because I was able to tune into and shut out the stuff that we have that keeps us in nine-to-five block step. Not lock step, block step. Right. Um, because we cannot get outside that conditioning of, this is the way you live your life. This is what you eat. This is how you um, sleep. This is how you make a living. All of the, And every culture has it. It isn't just... It's every single culture. right? And the thing is, those are good guidelines mm-hmm. to start out with. That gets you set. And then beyond that, once you get your bearings and your feet, then you decide you're who you are, and that comes out. Mm-hmm. The first thing is just to get you started. Right. And sometimes that people never get beyond that first step because they keep fighting everything that got them here. Right. And
0: well, I see it like a, a recipe. The first time you make a recipe, you make it just as, according to the plan. Yes. And then uh-huh. after that, you know what to expect. You can add your own details. Yes. You embellish, embellish. Right. Yes. Yeah, you can. You make it your own. You make it taste the way you want it to taste. Um, so before we ran out of time, though, I did want to ask: Do you work with clients with your
1: intuitive abilities, and in healing? I do occasionally. Usually, it's word of mouth, right? You know, um, because there, it's more or less. A, if I'm available, then I can work with it. Because it's for me, it's more than just a session. <laughs> yeah. Because if I dream it, you know, I'm 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 working with. Okay, what else is coming? into the picture but yeah I um, and so I have every year I I do an event up at Weston the Weston Ghost Tales of Weston and I will meet see people there yeah yeah, and work with work with people sometimes through connecting with that or I I have a blog and so sometimes yes
0: I did want to ask about that too you've got a blog where can we find your blog Wendy's Coffee House Wendy's Coffee House which is also the name of one of your radio shows one of the shows yeah one of the shows so how many Mm -hmm. radio shows do you have going on
1: Conscious Living, that's been yeah. going on for about nine years on Empower Radio. And, and I was on podcast. that just recently. Yeah, yeah. podcast. And, and that's a podcast. And on the KCMO. Um, right. So that's been going for nine years, so it has a, a very um, dedicated and um, solid library. Okay, there, mm-hmm. there's uh, about four, maybe 400 shows or so, so in there. Yeah, you've been doing this a long time. Yeah. you talked
0: to a lot of people. Yeah. So you've got that show, and then you've got the Wendy's Coffee House, Right. And... We can put the links to your shows in the po- in the podcast notes and the episode notes. Oh yeah, yeah. right, yeah, right. So, yeah. Um, so that we can go in, and read about past guests, listen to past uh, episodes, et cetera. Yeah. I just real quick, we're just about out of
1: time. How did you even get into the radio business? That's where I started. Um, I, I as I well, okay. This is what I learned. You never say never. So I said I would never work in radio because it was too claustrophobic. So. Uh, in college when i started in radio i thought well this is just a you know a trial and then i ended up in radio i was going to be doing news and then the first thing i heard or was introduced to when i worked at the first station was we're cutting our news department so i switched over to being a dj and then i became a storyteller and then so so that that kind of evolved news broadcasting reporting anchoring you know those kinds of things but i didn't want to be a parrot i didn't want to just be doing, right. you know, repeating, same old, same old, I wanted to go in and say, here are people who are movers and shakers. Here are people who are thought creators, who are thought influencers. And, and you know, there's some way that you can connect if you listen to somebody else who inspires you. And so I wanted to connect people, not necessarily with the big, you know, the big talk names and the big, everybody knows who they are, but the people who are doing the job under the radar. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes those are the most amazing people and they don't need the accolades but it is really cool to hear how they have busted through all of the the limits and the. Right. You have to be a star. You have to make 80 billion. You have to. You, know, you don't have to. No. You, you don't, don't have to. You just have to show up. Right. And, and then so the you world get them, says, "Hey, look at this. It's magic." Right. And you've
0: it's got magic. a wonderful platform for showcasing pe- showcasing people like that. I try. <laughs> right. You try. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I absolutely. Try. And I you've try. got a new book in the works. Um, yeah, I do, and it's uh, it's that the breadcrumbs to the stars. I don't know if that's going to be the name of it, but right. it starts. Yeah, it, it starts with some of the things that are that are totally not in this book, but some of the experiences that has have but in been in a, a, a way result. building off of your book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's just, just like the next step, yeah, right? Because yeah. you know
0: our our abilities and our gifts and our the information that we get just is always leveling up.
1: The energy is the nightlife is still mm-hmm. part of it.
0: It is, yeah. but I'm sure there are new ways to work with it. It's oh, leveled yeah. you up mm-hmm. to be able to receive even more, and just the messages. I know that even with uh, Dolores Cannon, mm-hmm. QHHT, and Esther Hicks, you know, they're the messages they've been able to gather and deliver and pass on to the world. Just are always in an evolution. Oh yeah. You know, once we reach critical mass and a critical understanding, then we're able to level up to yeah.
1: the, the next bit of information. Yeah. There's always an upgrade, and that's mm-hmm. part of mm-hmm. living. That's that's evolution. That's it evolution. is. So Absolutely. That's why that now, instead of just four channels, there are the Internet worth of channels. Everything. Unlimited. Everything. Now, you're talking not, uh, not the TV channels, as I think I yes. mentioned earlier. You're talking yes. about, like, Astro Channel, CEO. and Yes. Mm-hmm. Ramtha mm-hmm. and Lazarus. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I was influenced by was Pat Rodegast, Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. There's so many of them out there.
0: Yeah. Have you ever read um, "Talking with Angels" from 1940s uh, Poland? No. Oh my gosh, it was wonderful. These, uh, I'll just tell very, very quickly because I do have to get going. But. Um, Talking with angels, in French, it's Dialogue avec les Anges, which is the version I read, so I'm kind of approximating the, what the English version would be. Mm-hmm. But it, would be, it was um, these four uh, young people living in a commune, and it was during the war, the days leading up to the war, and all of a sudden, one of, and there were uh, couples, and so one of the women all of a sudden started channeling this uh-huh. angel who gave them very prophetic messages. Anyway, it's a wonderful book, wonderful, but from the 1940s. And then Casey was even before that. This has been in plain sight, more or less, for a very, very long time, but now it is reaching critical mass. So many channels, so much information coming through, so many people are plugged in, tuned in,
1: and tuned up. It's It's accessible. accessible. With the Internet, it gave us a wide-open feel of mm-hmm. people who are like-minded and who are doing this and you don't have to feel like you don't have to question your sanity right because I still have people who say I, I listen to you but I don't tell my friends I <sighs> yeah. connect with you but I don't tell my friends because yeah. my community will not allow this and so it's and, you know people saying I'm so glad you're doing it because I can't and so that part of it you know that's still a, a part of this mm-hmm. that you know the culture But it's much more common, at least people know what a channel might be, what an intuitive is, what a medium Mm -hmm. is, what a clairvoyant is, what a a psychic, all Mm -hmm. those different labels. When I first started, I didn't want to be called psychic because it had a certain, for me, connotation. Don't call me psychic. I I don't need that baggage. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, fine, call me psychic. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I usually go you with know?
0: spiritual medium.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's just like with our guys. It doesn't matter what you call them because they're going to resonate with the vibration yes. of it, right? Yeah. They show up. Well, Wendy, up. thank you so much for being here with me. It's always a pleasure to talk thank to you. you. I mean, we could talk for literally hours I know, I know, I know. about everything. <laughs> There's tons <laughs> of stuff going on. So we'll have to do this again. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Super. And thank you to Wendy Garrett for Radiating Light with the Radiate Wellness Podcast.